0: The New World Order.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. On this Monday, February 6th, 2023, we'll be looking at our Sunday review of the mainstream media where Texas Senator Ted Cruz of Texas says President Biden should have taken action sooner to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon. Also, I'll be checking in on Sunday Morning Propaganda with my favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning where they ask, why are some media and political figures claiming that people are coming for your gas stove? Ah. Correspondent, Luke Burbank, looks at why gas stoves are being targeted and are there serious health risks from cooking with natural gas? Holy shit. I'm a little under the weather today. I have a little technical difficulties, but we will press on in any case. And then I'll turn to the Sunday New York Times and show how the newspaper continually mischaracterized the facts to mislead the public. So let's get into it. Uh, Let's just start off with the New York Times. So it's all about this fucking uh, Chinese spy balloon. And we'll hear about Ted Cruz talk about that and espionage uh, committed by the Chinese communists in the United States. But first up, look up in the sky, it's a Chinese spy balloon. And this is an article uh, by Katie Rogers, which was actually published in the Sunday New York Times in the newspaper with the title Wafting Over America, Flights of Fancy Fear and Fascination and how the balloon went from a local sky oddity to an international diplomatic disruptor and then to a shriveled Kleenex. Um, And she goes on to write, as far as spy thrillers go, this one unfolded pretty slowly. A giant Chinese spy balloon air dawdled its way toward the eastern seaboard for uh, several days until it was blown out of the sky on Saturday. That lead was changed um, slightly. The lumbering orb... um, drifted at about 60,000 feet and it goes on to say this whole article basically is about it gets into the fact that um, they talk about fascinations with UFOs and flying objects and then about the hoax that was perpetrated which had to do um, with a, a a Kevlar balloon floating across the sky and somebody said, uh, 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 a little boy was trapped in it and everybody kind of bought into that, even though the weight of a little boy never would have allowed this balloon to take off and whatever. So she just goes into basically the fascination between people looking at stuff in the sky and she's kind of, her whole take on this whole thing is that people are looking up in the sky and they don't really know what they're seeing and they're just fascinated with things they don't understand and it goes into the fact that as people from the Billings Gazette in Montana didn't notice this thing and take pictures of it, that maybe uh, the United States wouldn't have done anything about it because apparently these type of balloons have um, been floating over the US uh, during the Biden administration and even before. And then they tried to, when they, this was reported, then they tried to elude that Trump did it. And Trump said, I never knew about this. And it's true that he might have been, uh, they might have withheld the intelligence from him because that did go on during his presidency. Um, But the fact is, is that he said that he never saw the intelligence that it was happening under his watch. And so, but they tried to pin it on him as well. But apparently it was happening under Obama as well. So... Shoot it down, Representative Ryan Zink, the Republican of Montana, tweeted on Thursday, the Chinese spy balloon is clear, provocation in Montana, we do not bow, we shoot it down, take the shot. And then within 24 hours, Trump posted online and sent an email to his followers. His message was concise, shoot down the balloon, of course. And then the Biden administration sought caution and waited until the Chinese had appropriate time to collect all the intelligence and waited till the balloon was over the Atlantic, saying that it caused a da- posed a danger, even though Montana is fairly rural, and the chances are that the debris from the balloon would strike somebody was very, very small. And so she goes on in this, in this article, Katie Rogers, to say, oh, it's, you know, people like to look up at the sky and see things. And then we'll go to the next article here from the New York Times. Downing of Chinese spy balloon ends chapter in diplomatic crisis. The balloon spotted earlier this week over the Western United States was brought down by F-22. Um, and that's not the story. They try to make it the story, but they constantly cause um, they cause deflection from how serious this is, serious espionage to saying, oh, you're causing a diplomatic row. You're ruining the chances to mend relations with China, blah, blah, blah. And their lead from Helen Cooper and Edward Wong says, the United States shot down a Chinese spy balloon on Saturday that spent the last week traversing the country, an explosive end to a drama that put diplomatic crisis between the, this is what I wanted to point out, between the world's two great powers, onto television screens in real time, two great powers. They didn't say rival powers, they didn't say rivals, global rivals would have been appropriate, but they wanted to take a chance here with Edward Wong to uh, label China as a great power. I don't know if you put a million Uyghurs in concentration camps, or if you uh, ha- uh, harvest organs from uh, prisoners, and-, and it's not a-, a democracy, it's not a republic, that you could call it a great power. It's not a great power, it's, it's-, it's despotism. And then President Biden says, I told them to shoot it down. It was a, they said to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. Um, And that's Millie and it's Austin allowing the Chinese to collect intelligence. Um, The time to shoot it down is uh, before it started collecting intelligence, not when its mission was basically over. I'm not going to get, most of the people uh, that are listening right now know the whole saga of the balloon and it's still going on and we'll hear from Ted Cruz at the end of this podcast, but that's my whole point, is the Democrats have been allowing this uh, to happen, or the Uniparty has been allowing it to happen. As I often say, they left the back door open for the Chinese to do what they want as far as espionage goes, and actually Biden uh, closed down the operations against Chinese espionage that Trump had launched. It was like a billion-dollar operation. Whoa. We'll move on to a couple other Chinese stories. The first one here, how China dealt a knockout blow to its opponents in Hong Kong. Well, this is very nice for the New York Times to label it a knockout blow. Beijing used a new national security law to quash dissent. Now another warning is being sent, the mass trial of what was once Hong Kong's political opposition. So if you don't know anything about one of the major um. Uh, one of the major reasons that they launched COVID was to deal the knockout blow to the uh, Democratic protests that were happening in Hong Kong, all over Hong Kong. And There were a lot of other reasons to get rid of Trump and also for the Europeans to end the French resistance. They were having the yellow vest protest before COVID. But one of the main Reasons uh, was to get rid of these protests in Hong Kong. So, the protests in Hong Kong were mainly over a mainland China new law that was being forced onto Hong Kong, which was a security law, which was basically going to outlaw democracy. So that's what the protests were about. And now here, this um, article by Tiffany May. Tiffany May covers news from Asia for the New York Times. She joined. The Times in 2007. Now, Tiffany May argues, vaguely worded and broad in scope, the law was crafted and enacted from Beijing. It quickly transformed life in Hong Kong. Boisterous demonstrations all but disappeared. That's not true. The law was first and then the the demonstrations came. Once COVID came and China rolled in, mainland China, the communist Chinese rolled in their security forces, then the demonstrations disappeared. But Miss May here doesn't really know the timeline of what happened, her being a journalist and all. Newsrooms were raided and shuttered, labor unions, pro-democracy coalitions, and other civil society groups disbanded one after another. She doesn't have, again in the New York Times, mischaracterizing the facts is here the timeline and the chronology of what happened that... Um, it wasn't until COVID and, and then when the communist Chinese rolled in the security forces that the, the demonstrations ended and the newsrooms were shuttered and all this other nonsense. So basically, it, they were supposed to Hong Kong, uh, the deal was with the British when the British gave Hong Kong back to the Chinese. It was till 2026 that the Chinese were supposed to keep it separate, but under the umbrella of Beijing, but it was supposed to retain some of its democratic values and most particularly its capitalist values, which that they kept, but just not the democratic part. So you don't hear any Democrats in the US squawking about the Chinese communists rolling in under the uh, cover of COVID to uh, deal a knockout blow to uh, its opponents, its free, liberty-minded people who were flying American flags in Hong Kong. Because the protests were about liberty. They weren't about capitalism or democracy. And people are like, democracy? You have to be free to be able to cast your ballot, no? So the next New York Times article, when it comes to building its own defense, Europe has blinked despite expectations that Russia's invasion of Ukraine would force Europe to bolster its military strength that has instead reinforced dependency on U.S. leadership and intelligence and might. Um, Obviously, the U.S. is running this war on purpose. The U.S. started this war. The U.S. took over Ukraine. It wasn't, it was the CIA. It wasn't, it wasn't European intelligence. And so why this is even a story, I don't know. But the deal is really that they bring this up is that Trump wanted the Europeans to pay more into NATO and pay more for their own defense. Why do we have to pay? And that's a valid point. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the greatest challenge to European security since the end of the Cold War, but the Europeans have missed the opportunity to step out their own defense, diplomat and experts say, and Donald Trump says. Washington, as they note, led the response to the war, marshaled allies, organized military aid to Ukraine, and contributed far the largest amount of military equipment, intelligence, and money. I'm not going to go any more into this. Not only that, but they have this money laundering loop where they flood Ukraine with not only U.S. tax dollars, but Western aid, IMF aid, and all that money gets laundered and somehow ends back in in the Democratic Party and other people that are... Invested there, happen to be working on boards of certain companies or whatever. Like I said, Ukraine was very corrupt, and when the West took it over, before the I it could secure the IMF and World Bank loans, they had to put an anti-corruption task force in place to get the loans. But then, when the anti-corruption task force started butting their noses into Hunter Biden's business, then they, you know, one of the lead prosecutors had to be fired. So, and in the opinion pages here. Zeynep Tufeki, an even te- uh, deadlier pandemic could soon be here. Okay, and so Zeynep here, opinion columnist, as the world is just beginning to recover from the devastation of COVID-19, it is facing the possibility of a pandemic, far more deadly pathogen. Bird flu, more formally known as avian influenza or H5N1 strain, has it often. And then he goes, she goes all into the fact this is selling you and scaring you. On bird flu. So, what she's saying here is now that there's a bird flu, it's in minks in Spain, and it could be more, you know, first of all, she lays it all on the basis that COVID, still she believes that COVID was a zoonotic transmission where it jumped from bats to humans somehow, became humanized, and it had nothing to do with gain of function experiments at the Wuhan Virology Institute of Virology. So that's one of her bases. And then she goes into mink farmers in Spain that could easily get infected from their minks who have bird flu. And then this could be very, very bad. And so we really need to stock up on uh, vaccines, of course, but not the traditional vaccines that are made in eggs, but we definitely need to stockpile the new mRNA technology that is so wonderful. Unfortunately, mink farms must be shut down. Okay, even though it means killing the minks, that are typically killed anyway for their fur. If different strains of flu have infected the same person simultaneously, the strains can swap gene segments and give rise to new, more transmissible ones. I mean, she's not a biologist, so she really doesn't know, or a geneticist, she really doesn't know how this shit works. To avoid this, quick testing could be widely available and easy to obtain globally, especially for poultry workers. And so there, she's trying to say that it's gonna jump from birds to people, even though that's not how it works. That's still going on the zoonotic idea that somehow in Wuhan, someone got it from a wet food market. This this is not part of science, she really doesn't know. So everybody should be tested all the time and then, then it would get, then we could roll into vaccinations. Producing hundreds of millions of doses, the new vaccine could take six months or more worryingly all the approved vaccines are produced by incubating each dose in egg. The mRNA-based platforms can make two of the COVID vaccines that don't depend on eggs and the WHO to take the lead on expanding global vaccine manufacturing. It needs to support wealthy countries and cooperation of large pharmaceutical companies that have patents and the know-how. So all she does is cheerlead more Pfizer, more vaccines for something that uh, zoonotic transmission isn't really a thing. Even AIDS, when they said it came from people, from monkeys, and it probably came from some African guy having sex with a monkey, but none of this is true. Zoonotic transmission isn't really a thing because uh, diseases that infect certain mammals don't infect other mammals unless they're like-minded. You know, the swine flu was a little more close because pigs are a little closer to humans and so that's a little more possible Um, but here this isn't the case so let's go let's first go on to uh ted cruz here and hear a little bit more about the balloons and then we're going to hear from um sunday morning propaganda where they go into the stove thing and, and i tried to cut out most of the you know the rational argument about how you know people get asthma because they're cooking in unventilated stoves And it's because of the gas, it's not because their stoves are unventilated. Then you have all these green groups come in and they wanna, you know, they wanna do their thing. So let's. uh... Uh,
0: So this balloon traversed uh, 11 states, um, but the Pentagon says they were able to mitigate some of its uh, impact.
2: Having the guts to shoot this down. That was the right thing to do. That is absolutely what the president should have done. Unfortunately, he didn't do that until a week after it entered U.S. airspace. He allowed a full week for the Chinese to conduct spying operations over the United States, over sensitive military installations, exposing not just photographs but the potential of intercepted communications. And and more broadly, I, I think this entire episode uh, telegraphed weakness to Xi and the Chinese government. And and. TO ILLUSTRATE WHY, I WOULD JUST ASK ONE one HYPOTHETICAL QUESTION. IMAGINE HOW THIS WOULD HAVE PLAYED OUT IF NOBODY HAD TAKEN ANY PICTURES OF THE BALLOON, IF NOBODY IN MONTANA HAD LOOKED Mm -hmm. UP AND NOTICED THIS GIANT BALLOON, IF IT WASN'T IN THE NEWS. WE KNOW THAT WHEN THE BIDEN ADMINISTRATION KNEW ABOUT THE BALLOON, THEY SAID NOTHING, THEY DID NOTHING, THEY DIDN'T SHOOT IT DOWN. And at the end of the day, I think the only reason they shot it down is because it made it into the news and they felt forced to as a matter of politics rather than national security. That's a bad message for the Chinese government to hear.
0: Well, the Pentagon has since disclosed that it's apparently happened four times before. Back in 2020, Trump administration shuttered the Chinese consulate in Houston uh, after detecting espionage.
2: When, when the Trump administration shut the Chinese consulate in Houston, I spoke with the secretary of state, Mike Pompeo about it and what they had discovered about the espionage activities being carried out in the state of Texas by the Chinese government was horrifying.
0: This app called TikTok, um, it's been downloaded 200 million times. I know you think it's espionage. Are are we at the point where we're past a ban, where this is just so embedded? That you can't get rid of it. That's not funny.
2: And, and the degree to which they have infiltrated our children is really disturbing. There are lots of problems with it. There are problems in terms of the messages that they're pushing on young kids. And then on top of that, you've got the espionage risk. The Chinese communist government has access to all of the information TikTok collects. I think it is a serious, serious threat. I'll tell you on the commerce committee, yeah. I've already sat down with each of the Republican members on the committee to ask them their priorities and there was consensus on this side of the aisle that focusing seriously on TikTok is a, a real ban. priority and I think there are a lot of Democrats who are very concerned about it as well.
0: <laughs> it's
2: hurting our kids and how it's undermining national security. As I said, both Republicans and Democrats are very yeah. concerned about the impact of TikTok.
0: <laughs> should america restrict u.s companies from investing in chinese industries and key technology sectors
2: de-link our supply chain from china to make it so that we are not dependent on china i introduced an amendment on the floor of the senate to block the united states government from purchasing electric vehicles or batteries that were manufactured using slave labor in concentration right. camps in China. China has over 1 million Uyghurs in in concentration camps. And Margaret, sadly, when we voted on it, every Democrat but one, every Democrat but Joe Manchin voted no, and yeah. right now the Biden administration it is one of the largest customers in the world for the concentration camps that are c- carrying on murder and torture right now in China. Yeah. They're gonna put
0: y'all back in chains.
1: Yeah, there you go. Joe Biden, um, obviously compromised from the Chinese. Him and his family are conducting espionage for the Chinese, and not just for the Chinese, not exclusively. They're not agents. Uh, Just they do it for everybody. They're selling out, and a lot of politicians, particularly Democrats, are selling out the United States. So let's quickly go to uh, this propaganda piece on the gas stoves, which I thought was put to rest, which it was just another green movement trying to get rid of gas stove. Like I said, it's a war on combustion. So you're not allowed to have a fire. You're not allowed to actually burn flame or have anything like that. But let's go into this really quick. Now it reads here, while combustion emissions from gas ranges, ovens and cooktops can contribute to some degree to emissions of recognized pollutants, there are no documented risks to respiratory health from gas, or gas stoves, from the regulatory advisory agencies and organizations responsible for protecting residential consumer health and safety. That's from the American Gas Association.
0: Now they're coming for our stoves. You gotta be
3: kidding me. Depending on which news outlets you tend to follow, it would be pretty easy of late to get the mistaken impression that someone might be coming for your gas stove. So the Chinese government by proxy gets to decide how you cook your dinner. What, what but how exactly here? did this most you know, recent skirmish in the culture war today. start? Well, it was almost a month ago when Richard Trumpka Jr. of the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission told Bloomberg News everything was on the table when it comes to addressing the potential health risks posed by gas stoves. Potential health risks, potential what? potential health risks posed by gas stoves what she says are the effects of her unventilated gas stove
0: we recorded our own data and showed that just by taking out a gas stove we can reduce nitrogen dioxide in someone's home by 35 percent
3: annie carforo is with we act for environmental justice natural gas is not as clean as we thought it leaks inside your house and these leaks are both damaging to the climate and to the health. What? Eric Labelle is a scientist for PSE Healthy Energy, a nonprofit research institute. In a recent peer-reviewed study, he examined just how much methane and other chemicals gas stoves emit into the home. You idiot! Venting your kitchen is important, he says, but it isn't a perfect solution. What? Nearly every stove that we measured emitted methane or natural gas while it was off, and that gas contains benzene. Meanwhile, while you use your stove, nearly every stove emits some amount of nitrogen dioxide, which can be, uh, you know, it's a respiratory irritant and it can be damaging to your health. LaBelle's study is one of the many that link the pollutants from gas stoves to elevated levels of asthma, particularly in children. Studies the gas industry strongly refutes.
0: It seals in juiciness and flavor while it broils.
3: It turns out America's love affair with so-called natural gas is no accident. More than one-third of Americans use gas to cook at home.
0: Say, now you're cooking
2: with gas.
3: Natural gas. There's something very human, very uh, intimate about cooking over an open flame inside your kitchen. And for many years, gas stoves were inarguably superior to electric when it came to cooking. Part of the Building Decarbonization Coalition, a group funded by electric utilities, appliance makers, and tech companies that evangelizes for what she calls the magic of induction cooking.
2: So instead of heating something up, it starts to move the molecules in the pan.
1: just runs the statement again from the American Gas Association, which is just ridiculous. The amounts of uh, gas and chemicals it puts in the air are very, very, very small. And that's noted by all the regulatory agencies. This was just a green move again to limit your ability to uh, burn combustion. And that has to go with cars, the combustion engine, and now they want to take gas stoves. And anytime they banning outdoor fires or fires in your fireplace or actually smoking, whether it's cigars or cigarettes or lighting a lighter, my, I'm telling you, they're going to be banning lighters soon enough. So mark my words. So that's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. I'm a little under the weather. Went to the store the other day, and some asshole was coughing, and that's how you get sick from sick people that are coughing and sneezing in your vicinity inside. You know, you don't have it's not some friggin' mystery of asymptomatic spread uh, or fomite spread where you touch your face or whatever. It's basically people inside that sneeze or you know, cough near you then you inhale their aerosolized sputum, where the virus is, and then it multiplies in your nasal cavities, and then or then in your lung, which is actually worse. And then, but anyway, that's it for me. Ruse revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow me on uh, not TikTok, <laughs> but Twitter, Facebook, Get our Minds, True Social. See you tomorrow.